Welcome back to yet another MTG podcast, the chill podcast where we talk about all things Magic the Gathering related and usually when it comes to the format Commander. Today's episode is going to be a little bit more of an informative episode, a little bit of perspective. Put out a poll, what, yesterday, two days ago when I'm rec- as of recording this, asking if you guys wanted to hear about some more spooky commanders, which I think we're going to do next week, so you can look forward to that, because it's still, gonna, still a little bit of spooky season, so looking forward to more spooky season and more spooky commanders next week, I think. But this week, what I, the what won on the poll just by one vote was talking about some crazy stuff that Wizards seems to be doing. Uh, most notably, the $999 proxies, which is just is just insane. We're gonna get to that a little bit later, but for now, I think we need to look at what, why has Wizards got to the point where they think it's okay to print 999 just product that's a thousand dollars let's just be like that if they're okay to print product and sell product for like a thousand dollars so i think this part this first part of the section of the episode is called is too much product becoming bad product the mtg product crisis dun dun Magic the Gathering has seemed to have reached its peak in popularity in the past couple of years, and especially due to the format we all know as Commander, or EDH, Elder Dragon Highlander, which I think many Magic the Gathering players can agree with. Local game stores seem to be really pushing Commander Nights, and Commander just seems to be a really fun format that you can play with all of your friends. It's not just 1v1. It's a little bit less competitive unless you want to get to the CEDH side, it's a, just a format that's really fun. I, I love playing Commander. I play Commander, you know, several times a week with most of my friends. So it's no surprise that as Commander seems to grow and Commander seems to get more and more players every year, that the popularity of the format keeps growing. So, that being said, since Wizards seems to be doing fairly well in sales, which makes sense for them because, again, formats are growing, Since Wizards seems to be doing fairly well in sales, it makes sense for them to keep pushing out product efficiently to keep their sales high. Again, makes sense. A lot of new players going to Commander, makes sense to make some new Commanders, you know, push out just a few extra so that, you know, more variety in the format. But where do we draw the line? Last year, we had seven new sets released and 45 secret layers. Five of those sets were main sets and two special sets as in Modern Masters 2 and Time Spiral. I don't know about you, but seven sets, even the five main sets really seems like a lot. It's not, it's not too much. I think seven sets is like, it's enough that it feels like a lot. Not to mention the Construction Pioneer decks and the Commander decks that went around each release. It seems to just be a little bit overwhelming. I wrote this little script especially when Dominaria United came out. As I stated, I am making this episode especially since Dominaria just released a week ago. So that's when the script was written. Uh, writing this script on Thursday the 15th, which was, what, two, two, three weeks ago? I was very frustrated because... The weekend after Dominaria United released. So that would be after release weekend. So the week after pre-release. 
Wizards was already spoiling Warhammer 40k Commander decks. It's not even been a week since the new set has been released. I'm sure some players did not enjoy Dominar United. Some, you know, some sets are just not for everybody. But Wizards hyped up this set a ton because of the 30th anniversary of Magic. We were back in Dominaria. We had a plane full of returning characters and new ones alike that have so much story behind them. We haven't even stayed long enough in this plane to grab a souvenir, and they're already pushing the next product along. It's just crazy to me. Especially since this visit to Dominaria is just so dramatic in the storyline of Magic. If you've read the story, it's it's crazy. There is some really big game-changing storyline happenings in Dominaria this time around. Again, Wizards pushed this set. They had the whole Legends whatever. Oh, we're just found this random case of Legends that we're going to start slipping into collector boosters because it's the 30th anniversary of Magic. Let's give, you know, maybe the chance for you to feel like opening an old pack. I say that, the feel of opening an old pack, which we'll get to in a little bit. All right, now, I'm sure some of you are thinking, the Warhammer 40K's decks, they're just they're just commander decks. And I agree with you. It's not a main set. But just take into consideration the fact that we just received two new commander decks from Dominaria United. Why do we need four new ones right after that? I am not saying that I enjoy getting new magic sets and lots of cool new cards. Don't get me wrong. But I am saying that it needs to be slowed just a hair. My phone has been blowing up with spoilers from 40k, and I feel like we just finished looking over all the spoilers for Dominaria United. Yeah, so not only were Warhammer 40k decks spoiled, you know, two weeks ago, and they just are releasing this weekend, I believe, Unfinity was also being released, which, Unfinity is a topic for a whole other day with sticker sheets and oh, the headache of all of that and the acorn stamps, so it's constantly confusing as of looking at a spoiler and then realizing, oh, okay, it's not even legal. Okay, we don't have to worry about it that much. But now, we also have Brothers War spoilers coming out. It's just so much. There's just so much product, it feels like, being thrown, being shoved down our throats right now, which I don't, as a Magic player, I, I am fine with ma like more Magic cards. I like looking at new cards, how they can interact with my old ones, how they can fit into my new like Commander decks, but... I have other things other than magic in my life that I don't want to constantly be looking at new magic releases. I want to, you know, sit in Dominaria a while, maybe have the story come out slowly, weekly, so, you know, it feels like some time has passed. But it's like, Dominaria came out three weeks ago, and it's like, oh, we're moved on. No one cares anymore. Uh, there's a cool few mythics in that set, but we're completely moving on. Because no one really plays Standard anymore. Standard in paper is pretty much dead, thanks to Arena. Oh, an arena with alchemy instead. Oh, arena is like a mess. Anyway, continuing on with our topic. I started playing Magic around Kaladesh, and I really wanted to buy a bunch of products around the Amon Kep block. That's when I really started buying products. Again, I was not very old, so I did not have a lot of money. But let's just look at what was released in the year of 2017. That's when I really started playing, com like, not Commander, but really started playing magic more and more often we had four main sets two special sets and one block of commander decks now there were some little miscellaneous products here and there but no nothing to the extent of 
main or special sets or even like or even a single commander deck but that's it four main sets one for every quarter of the year again that's like two three months apart two special sets i think one was modern masters 2017 and i don't remember the first one the other one on the top of my head but one master set one other special set and just four main sets that's it and one block of commander decks which is fine now, I'm not saying that this needs to be the standard in any means, that we only can get four sets and we can only get two special sets and one block of commander decks. But I am saying that this year and last year, it's just, it has never stopped. Secret layers are constantly coming out. New product is constantly rolling out. Spoilers for every set is just nonstop. I mean, I'm looking at like TCG player and looking at latest sets and I see Dominaria, and then Unfinity, Warhammer 40k, Game Night Free For All, which is the special Game Night thing, and there's already spoilers out for that. And this doesn't release until 10.14. Okay, so next week as I'm recording this video. So much product, so much spoilers, so much hype being built up to these things, and then once they release, nothing. Like, Unfinity released today? Yeah, today, yesterday. Yeah, Infinity either released today or yesterday. This weekend, this this weekend, this coming weekend, Infinity has released. I've heard a lot of stuff leading up to Infinity. Lots of spoilers, lots of hype for these really cool galaxy foils that I haven't even seen yet. Really cool borderless shocklands. And now it's out and silence. Again, Warhammer 40k decks came out, what, yesterday, today? Same weekend. Same weekend also, mind you. Warhammer 40k Commander decks and an unset in the same weekend. Why do they have to be in the same weekend? And like I said, next week we're getting that little free-for-all product that's supposed to be like a fun way to switch up game nights or get new players into magic. It's just so much product in so little time. All right, I'm going to take a quick break and hear a word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back to the rant on magic. All right, welcome back. We are now going to be getting into the the meat of this episode. What really you came to hear me rant on? What is everybody, what every Magic the Gathering player is talking about right now? So earlier in the episode, we talked about, you know, how Magic has slowly been increasing their amount of product that they've been releasing slowly increasing, you know, price-wise, especially Secret Lairs releasing. Secret Lairs were huge when they came out, huge controversy, you know, Magic selling products, or Wizards selling products, rather, directly from their websites, cutting out local game stores completely. Well, let's just, let's just read the article, the official article on wizards.com. So the title of the article is Celebrate 30 Years of Magic the Gathering with 30th Anniversary Edition. And it reads, To celebrate 30 years of Magic the Gathering, we knew we had to go big. Oh, you sure did. We had to create an experience for fans new and old that would be worthy of three decades of the original trading card game. We wanted a collectible, commemorative, jaw-dropping, mind-blowing thing that would cement itself in our collective memories as we look toward the next 30 years of magic. Enter 30th Anniversary Edition. 
That's the back of the cards. I know you can't see it, but I'm looking right at it. It is not the Deckmaster Magic the Gathering back. It has a gold border on the back, and it has a picture of Black Lotus, and it says Magic the Gathering 30th Anniversary Edition. <sighs> Moving on. 30th Anniversary Edition is a commemorative, collective, non-tournament legal product celebrating 30 years of magic, inspired by limited edition, beta, 30th Anniversary Edition. Let's fans and collectors experience some of the iconic elements of Magic's early years. I'm going to stop right there. These cards are not tournament legal. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with having a collector product, I think. Especially, the you know, we have some of the old gold border cards that had the 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 championship decks that were like had the little signature of the the player had the deck those are fine i have no problem with those those are actually a really cool way of like maybe getting someone into magic or giving someone a really good deck list or maybe buying a card because it's that gold border for really really cheap or just having it as a proxy card no problem with those moving right along in the article oh boy here we go Featuring the original art that inspired a generation of Magic fans, 30th Anniversary Edition is built with modern sensibilities and nostalgic roots. 30th Anniversary Edition will be on sale for the holidays, available November 28th for $999 on 30thedition.wizards.com. And even with Magic growing tremendously throughout the past 30 years, we have gone back to our roots with a limited edition print run. Just gonna just need a moment to to gather my thoughts again. Nine hundred and ninety-nine dollars. That's not a dot, that's not nine ninety-nine. Nine hundred and ninety-nine dollars. For nine hundred and ninety-nine dollars, I better be getting a fake version again, non-tournament legal versions of every alpha, beta. It, the reserve list, you know, create power nine card. So let's let's keep let's keep reading. Let's keep reading, and then we'll then we'll dive more deeper. We expect the orders in North America will receive this year. If you live in other regions, okay, blah 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 blah. May come later. Each display of 30th anniversary edition will contain four packs of pure nostalgia reimagined in a modern context. Each pack contains 15 cards 13 cards in the modern frame one rare three uncommons seven commons and two basic lands plus one basic land in a retro frame one additional retro frame card and a token the retro frame slot is especially interesting as approximately three out of every 10 packs will contain a retro rare frame card three out of every 10 that means you could buy this and not get a retro rare card. Letting that sink in again. Anything from a black lotus to a volcanic island. That means some pack will contain two rares and even two pieces of the power nine. They are reprinting reserveless cards that are not legal in any format in pack form. For $999, these are booster packs. You are not guaranteed 
to get anything good at all. In fact, you have a very low chance of hitting a retro rare card for $900. And looking down the list of what all cards are available, there are a ton of cards. Cards that are are bad. Like cards that are old and not good. Like Phantasmal Forces, which is a blue creature illusion for three and a blue flying. At the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice Phantasmal Forces unless you pay one and it's a four one. I could I, I could pay $999 to pull Pirate Ship. Now I know I know some of you might be might be pirate fans, but I don't know about you, but I don't want to spend $999 to pull a fake pirate ship. It is just mind-boggling to even to even read this and think it's not, you know, an April Fools, you know, post or or fake or something. It's real. Like this is real. This is what magic is doing. Go, going back up to the to the article itself. We wanted to we wanted a collectible commemorative jaw-dropping and mind-blowing thing right there that would cement itself in our collective memories. Oh, don't worry. I don't think any of us Magic players are ever going to forget the time that Wizards tried to sell us proxy cards for $999 for packs. I don't know. Obviously, I am not buying this product as I that is a lot of money. That is just that is just insane. Like I can't imagine buying, you know, regular magic product for a thousand dollars. You know, for me, a booster box of a set for like a hundred, hundred and twenty is like it hurts a little bit. You know, it, it's it it's a big purchase for for someone like me that's not you know not really the type that likes to crack packs, likes to buy singles. But you know, once in a while, when a set comes out that I really enjoy, like Kamigawa, I wanted to buy a box. I don't even know what to say after that. Like I feel like just reading the article enough and just saying over and over again $999. But this is what they're doing for the 30th anniversary of Magic. Like, that's the thing. Like, this is a big deal, hitting 30 years of this game. And this is the product that they're pushing out. Now, they are also making a very cool secret layer that is going to include 30 cards. It's an advent calendar thing. It has artists, artists from all over the history of Magic doing these cards. There are some really good cards like Necropotence and Chrome Mox and really pretty art. Only a hundred only only $150 for 30 cards, but they've spoiled enough that for $150 it looks to be worth it. And you get 30 cards that are legal in all formats and have a special treatment. That makes sense. Also, the promos that Wizards are making, the really cool retro frame foils that are one for every year that are coming around slowly after every release for like pre-release promos or promos that your local game store can give out. That's awesome. Giving cool commemorative promos to game stores, again, the stores that are selling your product, the stores where players are playing your game. Just makes sense. I don't know. That's that makes sense to me. Sending cool promos, making your audience go to your game stores more often to spend more money on your products. Because when you walk into a game store, it's very hard to walk out with not buying just a single card. It just 
it just baffles my mind. It just it's just crazy. I don't know what else to say other than probably don't buy this. I don't know if this is for you. I can print proxies right here in my little studio on my laptop. I can send them up to the printer and I can go and get them. I have no problem with playing against someone that proxies cards. I play competitive EDH. If someone at the table, you know, wants to start trying to play competitive, more power to you. Like, I, I think the format's a lot of fun. I want to, you know, maybe look, teach someone how to play competitively. Like, it's, it's a much different game than regular Commander, and it can be just as fun. But if you don't want to drop, you know, a couple thousand dollars on a competitive deck... Please use my printer. Like I'll, I will print you out cards that we can cut out together and stick in sleeves, and then we'll play a game. I'm not gonna say, oh, well, did you buy the $999 wizard proxies? That, that's the, cause that's the only proxies we allow at this table. That's the only proxies we allow. No one's gonna do that, cause again, proxies aren't tournament legal. These cards aren't tournament legal. I really don't see a difference besides having the official Magic the Gathering back, which if I was. If I was really caring about that, I am sure I could find a way to print proxies with official Magic the Gathering back. In fact, I could probably go on to Etsy or, you know, go on Pinterest and find a really cool artist work of one of my commanders or really cool old card and support a artist and buy their product instead of buying Wizards $999 proxies that are just the same, they're the same artwork from, like, it's not like they have reimagined artwork. It's the same artwork. Like, I'm looking at Shivan Dragon, Land War Elves, Lightning Bolt, and Black Lotus. It's the same artwork. It's not like they reimagined it by giving new artwork or anything. I can go on Etsy. I could probably just get proxies made for, I got some proxies made of some really cool fetch lands that have these Japanese treatment to match like the Kamigawa lands. I got those for like $1.50 a piece. I spent like $12 on the lot. I just, I don't know. I, I think we're going to, we're going to wrap up this episode here because I, I don't really know what else to say. Magic Wizards is just crazy with product right now product 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 gotta push product out to our players because players want product right i think we do but we don't want this many we don't want whatever the heck that you want to call these because again the the article said for new and old players new players are not spending a thousand dollars on these they don't have the nostalgia of opening these packs old players maybe but I don't really think old players also want to spend $1,000 on proxies. Experienced players, if they had $1,000 to blow on magic cards, probably want to buy singles or boxes to open. Like maybe a master set like Double Masters or Modern Horizons or a set that you'll get, you know, fetch lands from or something really cool. Maybe like Kaladesh or Amoncat to get those cool inventions or invocations not this all right i think that is going to wrap it up for this episode thank you all for listening to the i don't even the crazy rant that i went on on 
on these. I know everyone has an opinion on these. This is just mine. I'm just throwing it out on the internet like everybody else. Thank you guys for listening. Again, next week, planning on doing more spooky commanders, doing a little bit something more fun and light and not looking at fake cards. Be sure to go check uh, me out on Instagram at the curly haired nerd. If you'd like to stay up to date on the podcast, I always post when new episodes are coming out. Again, I said I had a poll earlier on what episode you guys wanted to hear. So you can influence the podcast that way. I have a really cool trade chain going on. We're trying to get a foil borderless force of will because I still am missing that in my collection as a blue player and it just breaks my heart. So if you want to help out the trade chain, go check it out. But for now, I think that is going to just about wrap up this episode and I will catch you next week for some spooky commanders. Spooky commanders.